Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Paris. Hey guys, so today I am so excited. We are interviewing one of my good friends, Ashley Benson. She is so much fun, so gorgeous, sweet, cute, and I'm obsessed. So I can't wait to talk with her today. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, Queen. I miss you. I know, I miss you too. Oh, it's been so long. Or actually, no, I saw you on your birthday. It's been like a month, right? <laughs> no, because I feel like last time I saw you was at my birthday. Oh, that was December. Oh my God, time is going way too fast. What the hell? How yeah. was your birthday? Um, It was good. It was like, obviously, um, it was me and my friend CJ's birthday. And it was just like six people at a house. And then Paris came. Um, It was just like a very chill hang, but... I actually preferred it. Like, I'm not a big birthday person. Um, so this is like kind of perfect. It was nice. That's a tight invite list to get invited to, Paris. Yes. How do you two know each other, Ashley? How did you meet? We met, I think, what, like six or seven years ago. I think it was at Seth MacFarlane's house. Yes, with you and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was my mom's birthday. And like Seth, it's his birthday too, like around the same time. And my mom happened to be like out um, with like her friends and my sister and we went to dinner and then Seth invited us to his house. And yeah, then I met you there and we were there like all night. That was so my much fun. Until, like, four in the morning. <laughs> I know I bonded with your mom too. She was awesome. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So that's how we met. Yeah. Yes. Tell her I say hello. Hello. What was the, what was the event? Just uh 
after party I, thing? Birthday party, right? Yeah. Or, it's like around like Halloween, right? Yeah. He like throws these crazy like birthday Halloween kind of parties or something. And um, yeah, it was that party. Yeah. It's like he does it every year. It's like a tra- tradition. I think I was like dressed up as like a Playboy bunny or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, I was just dressed in normal clothes because I didn't. I was like, I didn't know it was a Halloween party. <laughs> how many ta- uh, how many times have you dressed as a Playboy bunny? You think? Um, not that often. I've done it to the Playboy Mansion, and then I did it to his party. And actually, no, one other time. But I was actually dressing up as Reese Witherspoon from Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so cute! I love that scene. Iconic. So, how is life? Um, life is good. Crazy. Um, busy, and then yeah, all the things. I feel like this the past few years we have been so insane. Um, but it's good. Yeah, I just finished um, a movie that I wrote and produced, uh, and it's my first time like doing that. So that was really nice. And like I just went through a little crazy like breakup, so it was nice to have work to distract me. Um, and then, yeah, I have like six days off and then I start another film. So just really busy with work, which is nice because I haven't worked in so like with the pandemic and all that, it's been a year and a half. Um, so it's nice that I can kind of focus on work and that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm proud of you that you are like writing this movie, doing all that. It's just like really amazing, working hard. Yeah. It was like, I mean, because obviously just having to stay at home for the last year for everyone, really. I just didn't know when I'd be able to like film anything or, you know, you just have no idea when you can go back to work. And so I just started writing and like, I wrote two scripts and then surprisingly um, they're, you know, they're going and they, they went so quickly. So um, it was really nice. And it was kind of a new thing for me to get into writing and, producing and all that stuff and like now that's all I want to do like I want to act obviously but like it's it's so much fun why do you like the uh, writing so much it feels like yeah why are you into that I don't know I mean I think I think it's more so of like writing roles that I want to play and like creating stories um that I'm interested in that I want to you know talk about and you have more of a handle on you know, the projects that you do, like, for instance, a lot of times you get scripts sent to you and it's just not quite the character that you want to play or it's, you know, it's interesting, but like, it's just, I don't know. I kind of have more of a handle on, um, you know, roles that I want to play that I probably wouldn't get offered. Mm. So that it's more about creating, you know, material and things I want to be part of that I can have full control of and not have to wait and, you know, wait for months or years for that certain project or that character to come about, just create it yourself. And then also being able to like cast, like, you know, actors I've always wanted to work with and who I look up to. And if they like the project and they do it, you know, it's it's so much more rewarding. But yeah, I think it's just mostly about um, creating, you know, different roles and characters that I've always wanted to play. And um, yeah, that's what I've been doing so far. So it's nice. I feel like you've been acting forever. When did you start your career? Dude, I just got asked that question on set. It's been 21 years. Wow. Like, Ooh. I feel so, like, it's like, that's really, it's a lot. Um, yeah, I started at, like, um, nine. And then 
I uh, was on a soap opera at a young age. And from then on, uh, I was just on, you know, different TV shows. And yeah, I've just never really stopped. But it's been a really long time. It's crazy. I read one of your biggest beauty regrets was when you were doing spring breakers and they had you bleach your hair. Queen. So bad. <laughs> My hair has been bleached off so many times. It's actually a joke. And now it's finally like back to being healthy. But um, yeah, I, I got my hair. I just wrapped spring breakers and I bleached my hair because I wanted it to be like a little bit more blonde for PLL. And they went like white and all of my hair, I'm not joking, it was like to here, fell oh. off. I had to go to set. I was bawling. I called. I called production at like midnight. I'm like, I have to be on set at five in the morning, and my hair is all like completely like off. Out. So they put a wig on me, and it looked so bad because I didn't have time to like measure my head. And I just specifically remember this episode. Like I look like ET when you. Have to sit. It was so embarrassing. And I just said, I was like, just put it on me. They put like a headband and it was like coming out here it literally i looked like et it was so bad um, <laughs> oh my god no, it was awful and then my hair was just like for like a couple of months and then you know same thing again and again and again but yeah that was that was quite a morning another reason to get into writing and directing you never put yeah. a bleached hair scene in one of your projects <laughs> Yeah, they made me bleach my eyebrows once. We were doing this Vogue shoot. They're like, this is so high fashion. And we're like, bleach your eyebrows white. I'm like, that's going to look beyond. Like, no, 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 we have to do it. There's this huge photographer. So I felt bad. I'm like, okay, fine. I literally looked like an alien with like the biggest forehead in the world because it was like no eyebrow and like this giant, like I looked terrible. And then I had to figure out how to get my eyebrows back to normal so I'm like dyeing them. They're like turning like orange and they're red. Then they're like black. And I'm like, okay, this is literally the biggest nightmare of my life. And then eventually they like faded and I can go out in public with uh, normal eyebrows <laughs> back again. <laughs> Do you have the photo? No, I have actually the photo shoot photo, but not like a photo of all of the process after. Oh I'll find God. it. Nightmare. I'll bring it. <laughs> nightmare. Um, we, we've also been talking a lot about just recently since Britney Spears documentary came out, Framing Britney. That. What did you think I, of it? Um, yeah, I watched it like on my lunch break and it was devastating. Like, honestly, it was like I cried. It was it was really sad. Um, and whatever's going on with her and um, her situation, like I really hope that you know, people or that she's gonna get the help that she needs because I, I was shocked and like, just kind of seeing how she's been the last couple of years, um, you know, it's been a little concerning, I think for everyone. And the fact that, you know, nobody really knows the truth and like what's going on with her and like with her mental state and just, you know, years of, you know, trauma and dealing with just different, you know, serious situations, it, you know, really opened up my eyes and I really hope that she gets the help that she needs. And like, I don't want to overstep by saying like, yeah, free Britney, but like, honestly, um, 
I, I, I believe that entirely. And I feel like she's just put in a position where she has no freedom and she's kind of, you know, under the control of others. And it's really, it's so upsetting. I know. I was so emotional watching it. Just like, cause you know, you see someone about someone's life and you don't really see what they're going through. And, you know, I was always traveling and working, so I wasn't reading all the tabloids about all the things that were happening. So a lot of that was very surprising just to see some of the things. And it just, I just, I don't know, I could relate to it a lot. And I'm sure you could relate to it just being in this industry for so long and having, you know, paparazzi chase you, people make up stories. Like, how do you deal with it? I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the one reason why I hate being in this industry because you get unwanted attention. Um, And it's funny because when people like, see you in like photos or, you know, living a normal life being outside of, you know, a restaurant or whatever. Oh, they call the paparazzi because they want to, you know, be photographed. And it's like, dude, I'm actually one of the ones who does not, will never, like, I always look horrible in these photos. And, you know, some people do like that stuff, but like, it's just, I love to keep my life private. And I think it's such an invasion of your privacy. And especially, you know, like, Unfortunately, I don't know why they follow me every day here, but I can't leave my house without getting photographed. And it almost causes like car wrecks. Like they like go through, you know, stoplights and all stuff, and they scream like horrible stuff at you. And they just bother you to get a reaction. And it gives me so much anxiety. Like there's just times where I just don't even want to leave my house or feel like I can go on a hike or do whatever because for whatever reason, they, you know, just follow me, want to take my photo. And it's just like, dude, there's so many more like, famous people who have like better stories to tell than me. Like I'm so like not someone that you need to be following because it's just boring. Does it ever affect your decision-making? Like when you're like, oh, should I date this person? Because I know that it's going to cause a huge like interest and I'm gonna have to deal with this for the next six months. Or do you just not let it affect you? Um, when it comes to that stuff, it's like, you know, whoever, I fall for, I fall for, but like, yeah, it's annoying if the other person's, you know, in the industry as well. And if you go through breakup or anything, it's kind of put on full display and I'm kind of going through that right now again. (laughs) Um, And it, it, and it hurts. And like, you know, I've been filming um, elsewhere and just seeing, you know, tabloids and, and, you know, whatever it, it's, it's, it's difficult. And like, I try to be, as strong as I can, but yeah, it affects me fully. But again, it just comes along with being in the industry. So I guess you just have to get over it quick. I know it's so toxic, um, but I'm happy that people are finally speaking out about it. And I've just been reading all these articles and just seeing how people are finally, you know, being held accountable after, you know, the Me Too movement and Time's Up and just all of these, you know, social justice movements that are happening. So I think you know, we are moving in the right direction, which is good just for, you know, other young girls who are coming up in the industry because it's, it's fucking hard. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, it's so important, like for me to, to just be aware of those situations. And also, you know, so many young girls ask me all the time for like advice. Um, just, you know, if they're going to get into the industry or like become an actor or whatever. And it's, you know, if you're a singer, if you're, you know, anything, anyone in the industry, it's hard as a female, it really is. You're not 
you know, I don't feel like you're treated the same at all. Um, I feel like people don't take you as seriously. And in my opinion, a lot of times women are way smarter than men and decision-making and like their life choices and stuff like that. And, you know, I love that people um, are now paying attention to what's happened to women in the industry for so long. And it's becoming, you know, a serious topic that people are now more open um, to listen to. And I feel like we have made a big um, movement in that way and people are taking us more seriously and I think it's important and like having you know like Olivia Wilde is becoming like one of the newest like female directors and like I just feel like female empowerment and bringing women up is so important right now because a lot of things um, like in the article that you sent me Paris like even in the Britney Spears documentary she was like George no George she was like slut shamed and all this stuff for just being you know, being a little sexy, but like guys can do whatever they want. Like, it's just completely like, how do you feel? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree with you. Just how women have always been treated that way for so long. And like what you said, being slut shamed, like I have been so many times just because of, you know, something that happened in my life that, you know, I was in love with someone and then to get completely just fucked over basically. And you know, have someone put out a private moment that no one's supposed to see. And uh, then I'm the villain for it. And that's just been something that's hurt me for so long Because you know, when it's like someone you trust and care about and you do that and then all of a sudden they're, you know, using it to profit off of and show the whole world. It's just like for the rest of my life, I feel like I'll be judged based on that one night and it's not fair. At all. Yeah. And like the men don't get any repercussions which is so like I just feel like they still till this day get away with everything and it's just it's so unfair but you know does that still bother you when you think about it like to a point where it's like visceral or have you had a have you ever dealt with it in a way that like put it away I feel like that's something that I'll always think about for the rest of my life but now I've actually spoken about it and worked through it And now I just try to think of it as maybe it's, you know, a way for me to help others not get in that situation. I don't know. I obviously wish it didn't happen, but maybe everything happens for a reason. And I meant to be an example for others to not let, you know, trust people or let them in like that. I think we've seen like with the school and everything, maybe this is like after you deal with that and you work on that could always be another area of advocacy. You know, because I do feel like it's an area that's does not have a ton of like outspoken people who've been in that world and have brought like attention to it's horrible. Like and it's so subtle, too. You can do it in high school in a way that's not that and not millions of people see it, but just a few friends see it. And it's horrible that people have to go through that men and women. Um, So maybe it's the next another area. I think you're too busy, but um, down the line one day. This is Paris. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Paris. How has paparazzi changed? Because when you were doing Pretty Little Liars, that was kind of like, it was insane. You guys were, was it at its max then, like during the last few seasons? Um, I guess, yeah, more towards like, yeah, the last like two years. Um. But what's funny is, like, I actually got uh, photographed more after the show ended for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say, like, the, the last two years, it was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. What was the craziest paparazzi experience you had? Um, oh, I had so many weird ones. I don't know. I just think I think it's... Um, yeah, like when you're driving and they're chasing you and you have to speed through like, you know, red lights because you just don't want to be photographed and then um, getting out of the car for them to like be screaming at you and like just trying to get a reaction. Like that's also why people 
go crazy. And then the tablets like, they've lost their mind, mental breakdown. But it's like, no, it's these people bully you and they say certain things and they know, they know your personal life. And like, they'll say, they'll say to like make you react and sell that photo. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think also them being able to be outside my house 24 seven parked and get me in my personal time, like coming in and out of my gate or, you know, whatever it may be. And then selling stories and making up, you know, lies or whatever, when I'm just literally getting a Postmates and yeah, I look tired, like maybe I didn't sleep or like maybe I'm going through something personally and they just make up lies and they sit outside my house 24 seven, which would be so illegal, but like they, they don't care. And it's always, I have to feed my family. It's like, well then find another way to do it because you're mm -hmm. literally causing so much anxiety and stress and on everyone, you know, who has to deal with that. And like Paris, I know that you obviously know that it's the most stressful thing and you're just trying to live, you know, a normal life outside of your career and it still follows you. And it's just it's unfortunate. I know. It's like they, they love doing it because that's what sells like controversy mm -hmm. and being negative is what sells in the media, which is sad, but true. It, and like, not to like, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, I don't really care. Um, it's funny to me that like, um, all these like TikTok stars and like YouTubers, you know, they're young, like they're the next generation. They're like in their, you know, early twenties, like late teens. And just with the paparazzi now, I was just looking at stuff earlier today and it's, it's hilarious because they crave that attention and they mm. either they like call or whatever, like they're posing and like licking each other and, you know, they love that. And then, you know, to be honest, when I was younger, when I was like 16, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be photographed. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you think that. And now it's like, I don't want anything to do with these people because they're so annoying. But it's funny to now see the younger um, generation completely being infatuated with it. And like, I get it. Like, it's cool. But it's also just like for younger girls and all this stuff. It's just, I don't know. I just think it's such a crazy look. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not for everyone, but yeah. Yeah. I see that the new hotspot is um, Saddle Ranch and Boa. <laughs> That's where they are every <laughs> night. Literally everyone's at Saddle Ranch. Like what is happening? Like when did that become? <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine like that would be like the place that I would go and hang out back in the day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but also now like I guess just getting older like I just prefer dinners at home or like a nice you know a nice restaurant whatever but just the, the things I'm seeing now and especially just with social media you get to see you get to look into people's lives you know a lot more than you would normally um but yeah it's just so funny but then I'm like I'm just getting old and I'm over it <laughs> well I, I also think like if you look at our parents' Instagrams, they think it's insane that any of us would post even twice a week. They're like, nobody needs to know that about you. And now we look at the next generation, we go, it's insane that you guys don't, like the idea of them having dinner at home by themselves, as someone who was on YouTube for a while, they look at that as a missed opportunity for content because that's all that they want to do. And they think that anything, anytime they're not doing that, and they also think they're infallible. They think that they can't get in trouble. They can't make mistakes right now. They're like yeah. rubber boned kids kind of falling around making mistakes and they're not being held accountable because their audience is like so diehard for them that 
they're not, you know. And I also think still think the young guys have it a lot easier than the young women do when it comes to making mistakes. Like that has not mm-hmm. changed yet. Totally. I agree. A thousand percent. So you guys want to go to Saddle Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go tonight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're so cute. They all love me. They all call me the OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you closest with? What TikToker? A lot of them. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Um, I don't really want to say anyone specifically, but I've just been, I don't know. I've just, a lot of these girls like look up to me and I've just become friends with them over the years. And um, not all of them. I think some of them are beyond, but there's someone, <laughs> some are okay. And some are sweet. <laughs> are you on TikTok, Ashley? <laughs> I'm not, no. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I don't know that world at all. And like for, for Paris, like <clears throat> you've always been um, someone that girls look up to no matter how young or how old, because you've, you've been through so much. You've been, you know, in this world for a long time and like kind of like a household name that people always just known about. And you've, I feel like you've, um handled this whole uh thing which is such class and like you really are like someone who girls can look up to and you know i don't know anything about tiktok or youtube it's it's not my thing but they need someone to look up to and they do look up to you and i think you're such a good example for them and um it's good that they can have someone who has such power and class and grace and who's actually just an amazing inspiration um, and the fact that you're willing to like open up and talk to them and like lead by example, I think it's really inspiring and, um, it's good that they have someone like you to go to for advice on stuff like that, or just kind of ha- how to handle this whole world, um, because you've done it so well. Thank you, sis. I love you. <laughs> what is the key to longevity for both of you? Cause I feel like 21 years in acting is a long time. How do you guys manage that? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, just kind of um, handling my, like, I never want to get to a point where I would jeopardize, you know, my career because acting is everything to me. So I guess it's more about um, when I'm not working or, you know, stuff like that. It's who I surround myself with and being, um, brought up constantly and also being in a peaceful environment and not being in a toxic situation because obviously toxicity leads to nothing but trouble. So I think it's just having a good head on your shoulders and being surrounded by people who support you and love you and are honest with you. And you don't have like a bunch of friends who are fake friends and just kiss your ass and tell you, you know, they say yes to everything. Like all my friends are very real friends and I have few um that are in the industry, like, like Paris is one of them and like my friend Kristen, but like, that's really it. And other than that, they're all just kind of normal people, normal lives, which really grounds me and kind of saves me in that way. Yeah, I can agree with that too. And it is so hard to find those friends that you can trust, especially in this town. Cause mm-hmm. like you just said, there's so many kiss asses, people who are fake, they just want to use you and just, I don't know, this year, you know, at home has really made me realize a lot about that and, you know, who I do want to spend my time with. And I've cut a lot of people out of my life 
Um, not just because everything's closed down and there's nowhere to go, but even when the world does open up again, like there's certain people I used to hang out with that I no longer just want to be around that energy anymore. So I think, you know, it's important to realize that. Like if you went to Saddle Ranch tonight, how many friends would you bring? Um, I don't know. Now I kind of want to go and get a group together. <laughs> <laughs> the OGs all show up. <laughs> It'd be really funny. It'd be fun yeah, to see. I feel like your circle has, uh, obviously, your circle was so massive for so long. And it was always evolving, too. It was always changing. We talked about the Britney stuff and even Lindsay kind of coming in and then coming out of it. Um, but now I feel like Carter has taken up a large portion of that, obviously, because of the pandemic. You can't see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But... I, got, I feel like that's a nice circle to have just one person who really, really likes you. And then your family and a couple friends between Nikki and Carter, you're set. And Ashley too. And Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel very lucky and blessed and yeah. Excited for the world to come back soon. Hopefully. I know it's been insane, but yeah, I think that's a lot of the people that I've been talking to um, this past year everyone's kind of said the same thing. Like a lot of my close friends, it's just, they've cut out a lot of people in their life. And it's not specifically for any reason, but like, because you really had nothing to do, but sit with your feelings and reflect on your life and like people around you. And um, it, it was crazy. It was really eye opening, And you know, the same thing for me, um, it, you just kind of saw people for who they were. And like, you may not have like noticed that before, but I made a lot of changes. Um, and also I was kind of brought into things that I was completely blindsided by. And now that, you know, I went back to work and stuff like that, I then saw who these people were too and have cut them out. So, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a weird year, but, um, kind of a blessing in disguise as well for that stuff. Now that it's, uh, almost over, hopefully the <laughs> whole pandemic thing, let's just cross our fingers. Do you have like, what do you, what do you want your life to look like for the next five, 10 years? Um, I mean, I want to continue to work. I'm a workaholic. Like if I don't work, I go kind of mental, but also I would just kind of want to off to Europe and move there and like not, <laughs> not be here for like a year and just like live in Italy or something like that and have a completely normal life over there. Um, but who knows when we can even travel to Europe. Uh, but that, that'd be like my dream. Where in just Europe? In- what's ideal? Um, I mean, I love Italy. I love like the Amalfi coast would be unreal. Like Rome's great, but I also love Paris. I love London. I love anywhere in Europe. Amsterdam is amazing. Um, yeah, just, I feel like things are way, like way more chill over there. (laughs) So, yeah. I love London. If I could live anywhere in the world besides LA, it would be London. Really? My favorite city in the world. Why? I just love the people. I love the shopping, the food, just the accents, the... The accents are so good. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like chic there. It's different. I agree. I like the nightlife. It's just like fun. Those are good options. It's yeah. way different than LA. <laughs> yeah. It's just so boring to me. I mean, my favorite thing to do in the world is just go to dinner. So I'll go to dinner for like six hours and like, that's great. But other than that, like, cause I live in New York too. And like you do too. I love being bi-coastal. Like I haven't been back in New York um, for like a year. And the one time I went, I went in November and I got Corona. Like, 
Brutal. Yeah, and I was stuck. I was renting my house out, and I was I was stuck in a hotel room for like twelve or I don't even know how long it was. Like it felt like a year, but um, it was awful. It was insane. I was like, of course, when I try to, you know, just go on a plane because I was so scared to do it. I got it like when I landed there. How but, how was dealing with that? Um, I mean, it was really scary because you know I'd been seeing people for dinners and stuff like that, like not, not a lot, but like, you know, you don't, you don't realize how, how much it affects people and how quickly it spreads. And I didn't know that I had it. And then finally I started feeling like I was either hungover or like just my body was so exhausted. And I looked at my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, we need to get tested. And sure enough, like we were positive and I started bawling my eyes out. And then all of my friends who I had seen all tested positive as well. And I don't know who, who gave it to who, but like, it's like wildfire. Um, and you're miserable. Like you, you feel horrible. You can't move. You have pain. Like, and I mean, it, I'd be exhausted taking two steps to even go to the bathroom. Like it was, it was horrible. And that's the other thing with LA and all these people, all these things being closed. And people not taking this seriously because I see so many people at parties at a house, like a hundred plus people. Mm-hmm. And I get that everyone's frustrated about this lockdown and whatnot. And like, yeah, it's frustrating, but at the same time, this is super serious. You never know how someone's going to react to it. And like, luckily for me, it wasn't as bad, but it was pretty. And, you know, there's still people who are just kind of careless and going to all these parties and, being in small places and not really caring about other people's health. And like for us, you know, especially now that, you know, we're back working and things are kind of getting back to normal. I have to really watch who I see and like who they're around because if I get COVID again, which I don't know how that really works, um, your, your production gets shut down. And so, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been crazy, but it's definitely not something that you want to get at all. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. I'm so, I feel so lucky that I never got it. It just seems terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary. But I, on one hand, I am, I'm, I'm a little bit happy because I'm like, okay, I, I think I have antibodies for like six months, but still I have to be careful. But yeah, it's, it's brutal. What do you like to do when you're not working besides go to dinner? I was just going to say go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, just chill. Like I love, um, I love being at home. Like I bought a house last year and it's almost finished. I've been like renovating it. So I think like once that's done, I'm just going to be at home most of the time. But like, I, you know, I love, I love to travel if I can do that. Like I'm literally trying to do a vacation quickly before I start my next film. Um, and I'm like, maybe I don't know, Bahamas or Cabo or something like that. But I love traveling, love to eat, cook, have friends over, um, hang with my dogs. It's really it. Yeah, I heard you were fostering puppies during quarantine. I was. It was so cute. Um, I love, I mean, I love animals so much. And I get I get my dogs like in two weeks. Um, and I'm going to bring them to set with me and like just have them by my side. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but yeah, just kind of be as relaxed as possible because when 
you know, when you're on a film set, it's like brutal hours and like no one really gets that part of it. And like the movie that I just finished in Big Bear, it's like 15 degrees out and it's four in the morning and I'm having to do these crazy like stunt scenes, action scenes, or like even just trying to say dialogue with like my co-stars, you're literally frozen in like little to nothing. And having to like act like you're completely comfortable and chill, it was it was difficult, but I mean, it's worth it for, you know, your job, but uh, it is brutal sometimes. Do you get more anxious when you're working and your hours are like that and it's crazy or <laughs> when you have no work? Like you're just on hiatus for in between projects. Yeah. When I'm not working, I have like meltdowns. Like I will say um, the most comfortable and confident I feel is literally when I'm filming. Mm. And I, there's just something in me that like kind of comes alive. And I think it's just because I'm, you know, I'm just so dedicated to my craft and <clears throat> I just, I think kind of growing up on camera too, it's just been my second home. Like, and I'm, I'm always used to traveling and, you know, being in these weird places and having to be in hotel rooms for, you know, months at a time and leaving your friends or, you know, if you're in a relationship, like you're, you're alone essentially. And hopefully you get a good cast, a good crew, but like that becomes your family. And so I've just always felt, you know, myself and less anxious, um, on a set, even though it's so stressful, like, don't get me wrong. Like there's been times where I've had like panic attacks, but it's more so of like the stress, but yeah, if I have time off or anything, I go a little crazy because I just, I have to work. It's the only thing that kind of like stimulates me. How do you deal with panic attacks? Like I've had them before and it's just so scary. And like, what, what is like a good way to deal with that? Yeah. I, I mean, I literally had one, uh, uh, yesterday because um it was my last day filming we, we filmed till you know seven in the morning and it's and especially when it's in public too it's really hard and it's so embarrassing and unless you've experienced anxiety which i i have really bad anxiety um people don't understand like how you feel and you feel sick you feel you're gonna die and like then you're embarrassed if it happens on set it's just embarrassing, but I think I have a lot of meditation apps on my phone. And when I feel like there's something that's going to come on or like I'm triggered or whatever, I just have to step away and I put like my AirPods in and just kind of meditate and do like guided meditation or put on music, but, and just breathe and try to just focus. But I mean, they're awful. Like they're so bad. Yeah, meditation's super good for that. I think I was reading something by Pima Chodron, who's really, really great in that space. And she was basically saying that any emotions you have make you feel claustrophobic. Like it makes you feel like you're stuck in that emotion. And I loved what she said about meditation basically just gives you a little bit more space so that you can go outside the emotion. You could, it's still there. You still see it happening, but you're not stuck in the center of the storm a little bit. And I thought that that was really good. And it definitely made me meditate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and like RIP yoga studios, but before the pandemic, I had gotten to yoga um, in New York and I never thought that I would be that type of person because I love like boxing and like active stuff. And yoga just literally forced me, hot yoga forced me to be calm and 
just focus on like breathing and movement and peace. And when I started, I was going every single day for a year. And like, that's the one thing I want to open back up again, but obviously you can't really do that. But that I did it every day before work. Like it was a priority for me to do that every day and just find the time. And it helped me so much. And uh, yeah, mentally and physically, I've never felt better um, than when I was doing hot yoga. It was just a completely different thing for me, but it just gave me so much peace and actually helped a lot with anxiety. I have to try that out. I went to a yoga class once and I just kept texting on my phone the whole time. <laughs> and like the teacher was like, you can't use your phone in here. And I just like kept texting. And then she was like, you had to leave my class. <laughs> so oh, really, I mean, they're really <laughs> the first time that I went to a yoga class was like, I think 10 or 11 years ago. And I didn't know what the f- yoga was and all the weird sounds and stuff like that. So I was laughing because I was so embarrassed. I didn't know, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was actually with one of my co-stars from PLL. And I looked at her and I was like, where, like, what are we doing? It was so crazy to me. And we got kicked out. And then I felt like I was faint. And I was like, I have to leave the class. She's like, you have to sit on your mat. You can't leave the class. I'm like, but I'm literally about to die. Like, I feel like lightheaded. And you just can't do that in hot yoga. Like, they take it very seriously. (laughs) But yeah, the first time that I tried it, I was dying laughing i was like these people are so weird (laughs) as i got older i then became that one who was like oh i need to go just to go and release like anything that's like pent up and i was more mature and like not being you know dumb laughing but it is funny i mean there are times where i'm like these people are crazy but it's uh it was good at the end of the day yes (laughs) It's funny to we imagine should, you. We have to do a hot yoga class together. I would uh, yes, let's do it. We should host one. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it really hot? Like you're like dying the whole time? Yeah, you're, you're dying. And if you're hungover, it's – there were times where I thought I was really going to die. Like I was seeing spots. I felt nauseous. But then it also helps if you're hungover because you just sweat everything out. But, yeah. Does it reek in there with everyone sweating balls? <laughs> It doesn't smell great. It depends on what you go to, but like the one in New York that I, that, um, I would go to, they're super clean. But like, yeah, it's gross. Like I wear socks. Like I won't go barefoot. It's so gross to me. And I put towels everywhere because I'm a germ, like I'm a germaphobe and a hypochondriac. And it's gross. Like people are like dripping sweat and it's like clinging on you. Like, Ew. Dripping. Oh, <laughs> Like it is so gross, but I just, I fully wear like, um, I wear sweats and socks. And so I'm like doubly like sweating, but it's also because I don't want your germs or your sweat to touch my skin. So I feel you. Yeah. This is Paris. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Seven Slitting Questions. Slip. Slip. (laughs) Loves it. Okay. (laughs) What is your spirit animal? I don't know. I go, I have a few, but I think, I think a monkey. Why? I don't know. I just feel like if I were an animal, I'd be that or like a dog, but monkeys are more interesting. Okay. I like it. What is your best live music experience ever? It's a top, I think actually seeing Britney Spears in Vegas. It was so much fun. I went with a bunch of my girlfriends and there's videos of me that like fans were taking and I was losing my mind, <laughs> going crazy, like dancing, singing, screaming. I looked like I was literally on, I don't even know, like having a crazy time. But um, <laughs> I, I love Britney, like, you know, growing up and being a fan of hers, it was so fun to see her in Vegas, like as an older, you know, cause I never got to go to any of her shows. So it was just reliving um, the Britney experience. Oh yeah, that show is amazing, iconic. Every song, it's just like, it's so much fun. She looks so hot. Yeah. I saw a picture of you actually, of you when you're like nine years old on a Vogue shoot with Britney as a ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. That was one of the best days of my life. And I think Justin, like she was dating him at the time. And like, obviously I was a big insane fan, but I think he came to set, but she was honestly, she was the nicest 
nicest person that I'd ever met in that time. And like, it, it was Britney Spears and like, she was at the height of her career then. And I was so nervous to go there. And I was, you know, I was nine, like super young. And um, she was, she was the sweetest, sweetest person and just made everyone feel comfortable. And um, yeah, I, it was one of the best days of my life. I was so excited and like, it was really nice to meet her and to see, you know, her outside of being Britney Spears and seeing who she really was. And she was just like super down to earth and like so lovely. So it was really, really cool. You should post that as a throwback Thursday pick. I have before, but I should, I should redo it. Again. Yes. I love that. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard of yourself? I think, I think just the craziest rumors are just um, about my relationships. I mean, it's insane. Either I'm, you know, dating every single person that I'm seen with or I'm cheating or I'm this or I'm that. Like, that is completely false and no one knows the real story, which is also frustrating. But yeah, I think a lot of the rumors are just about, like, my personal relationships. Yep. Been there. <laughs> Too many. Um, so next is first kiss. You have one minute to tell us everything. My first kiss was on screen um, on a soap opera and I was very young and I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. And my co-star was a little bit older than me and I had to go up to him. I didn't let my mom come to set that day. Like I broke out into hives and it was based at like this college party. And like I was playing older when I was younger. So Everyone, you know, all my co-stars were like six, seven years older than me. Um, but yeah, it was on screen, you know, in front of a camera and also a hundred extras. And I was having a full-blown meltdown. But I did it and I was like, whatever. Was it like a normal kiss or like French kiss? Well, because of the age difference, it had to be kind of choreographed differently. But also it looked, it looked crazy because like, you know, you couldn't use your tongue and stuff like that. And then also just me being so young with kind of an older co-star, it was, um, you know, interesting. A little awkward. <laughs> what was the age difference? Like six years. How old, were, how old were you at the time? Um, 13. Ooh, it's a weird time to have a six yeah. year age difference. <laughs> the guy you're kissing. Okay. But also like when you're, you're just so used to working with older people when you're kind of younger and the, industry so it's it's normal but yeah definitely awkward but then it made you feel comfortable because they were like oh my god we get it like don't worry about it yeah <laughs> it's probably weird just as weird for him oh i think more yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what is the worst date that you've ever been on and why um i went <laughs> i i was dating someone and um, this person like always fell asleep on our dates. And like there was one time and it was Valentine's day and we went to dinner and like, I get it. The guy like doesn't stop working and um, you know, it's just the hours are really crazy, but he tends to fall asleep a lot. <laughs> and so like I was while at dinner. at dinner? No, babe, like, I was at <laughs> And he fell on my lap and was snoring. I was like, what the hell is happening? This is insane. So I'm like, 
are you okay? Like, get up. Like, like this is crazy. And then like, we go to movies a lot and just be fully out cold. Like that was his time to sleep. <laughs> was he, is he like narcoleptic or is that what they call narcolepsy? Oh, he's like really, really creative and like his hours are crazy and he just doesn't, he never sleeps. So when he does, you know, if he like falls asleep for a minute, he's like out, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. That was pretty crazy. It was just always like I was kind of on my own date. <laughs> Have you ever fallen fall asleep on a date? I feel like you've got crazy hours. No. You're pretty present at your dates. What about Carter? Yeah. Does he fall asleep? No. Well, he falls asleep early at night when we're watching Netflix, like, because he wakes up every day at like six in the morning for work. So I'm always like a late night owl, like wanting to be up and watching things and <laughs> doing whatever. And he will go to bed at like 10 o'clock. Does he put in earplugs? No. He just sleeps through the noise. Yeah, he doesn't care. That's sweet. I know. It's really sweet. That is so nice. He's so I sweet. can't go to bed at 10. Like, I just can't. Like, no matter how tired I am, it's just like, I just would rather be up. Yeah, I'm such a night person. I wake up at night. I'm tired in the day, in the morning, and then at night, I'm like, alive. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> night owl vibes. I think you've created some patterns with Club Paris being in your house. Probably. Probably. Did you ever come to this this room, this Club Paris? Was was that like part of your... I haven't been to your house yet. You have to come. I know. Yes. I'm so, going to have a birthday dinner soon, so I'm going to let you know. I'm waiting for Nikki yeah. to come in town. I know it was like two weeks ago, but whatever. <laughs> I celebrate. I always celebrate your birthday whenever you want. I know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so fun. So Yay. Fun. Okay, Perfect. What is your sign and are you like your sign? I'm a Sagittarius and yes, I'm exactly like my sign, fully to the max. Um, and I have a lot of my best friends are Sagittarius, weirdly, and we're all the same. But it's so funny because I don't really know everything about, you know, the star signs and whatnot, but on memes, like on Instagram that I find about my sign, I'm like, yep full-blown like that's who i am what is it what's the cues of a sagittarius i mean loves to travel whatever a little bit stubborn fiery gets over things quickly um there's more to it but like i don't know i think it's just like my personality is i think the main thing is that you just get over things quick <laughs> and um that's kind of how i am but also it's like super fun loves to travel adventure you know, like we're the best. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I am. I am very much like a Sagittarius. All right. The last one is, what is your top beauty secret? I was really bad at like not washing my face uh, when I was younger. And I think now that I'm getting older, um, yeah, wash my face, a ton of moisturizer. And that's really it. Because like, I like look like this most of the time when I'm not working. So um, yeah, just I guess learning to wash my face and take care of you know, my skin. Drinking a ton of water, which I never used to do. Um, that has helped my skin completely. Um, and then ice rollers. Oh, yeah. I do that Love. And I left mine in Big Bear. I'm so pissed. So I have to get a new one. But so today I just put ice cubes all over my face, which is like rubbing my face with ice. I think that, I mean, it just makes you look so much better. I just ordered a bunch of them on Amazon. They have like the silver one, the silver roller, and then they have those like pink balls that have like glitter and water in them. They're insane. That's the one I had. The balls? Um, yeah. The, they're sick. <laughs> <Love ball>. Yes. 
Um, yeah, but ice rollers are like game changing. Agreed. Good to know. Yeah. You're going to see a whole new me next episode. Real young. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ashley, it was so nice meeting you. You too, love. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And I can't wait to see you next week on set. I know. I'm so excited. So you're acting in this project? Yes. Yeah. Ashley asked me to come in and do something on it. So it's a little surprise. Are you playing Paris? Yes. Okay, I think you'll nail it. I think you're gonna get you're gonna do a great job. <laughs> no, we're gonna have the best time. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yay. Perfect. Well, I love you and you. I will see you in a couple days. All right. And bye thank guys. you. Bye, baby. Bye. That was so much fun. She's great. I love her so much. She's just always just like cool, down to earth, fun, real. And I really enjoyed that conversation because I feel like I love this show because we can just like talk to my friends and it's just like, I don't know, it's just fun. She's officially going on to the Saddle Ranch Reservation. For sure. It's another one. <laughs> we got to go with Ashley Benson. We have to. Oh my God, it'd be so funny. But yeah, she was she was great. I'm excited for your movie role next week. Thank you. You're going to, I think this is going to be your big break, Paris. Oh yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. It's a cute cast. Um I'm just, I don't know. I love her. So I said, yes. Well, I'm glad she came on. It was nice meeting her. And uh, we got some other really cool people coming up. So just get ready for that. Yes. Stay tuned. It's going to be hot. Loves it. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of Eve Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 